All right, here we are. Lawyer talk. We are off the record, but on the air. Another Friday. And yeah, I think the last time we did this, this is this was Friday. We're here with the Avich and Palmer, Steve Palmer, that is I, Jeff Lynn. Jeff Lynn, me here once um, again. And this is one of those Fridays where I think maybe both of us just had our bell rung. You know, this whole week we has been... Didn't we start this way last time? I, I think we did. I think did. you maybe said the same thing. Play it back. And, you know, I, as we were just kicking around, what on earth do we really have to share today? And I, I got... You know, we do criminal defense. We do drunk driving defense. We do alcohol. I do rape defense. We do it all, right? That's what I've been doing criminal defense forever. And I think it would We do murder. Murder. Just the most awful crime. I always say that to my wife. My wife said, like, what kind of case is this? And I'm like, it's murder. If you don't say it that way, you're not as important. Yeah. you got to yeah. be important. you got to be important. But I think to do this job, you have to have some degree of empathy and, oh, sure. and sympathy for people. Because, you know, we are we're constantly absorbing people's problems. And, yeah. you know, I, I've been around enough criminal defense lawyers to know that people can get a bit callous to it. They can get a little bit... Uh, I don't know. Maybe apathetic's the right word. I don't know what the right word is, but they don't care. I guess after a while on the lawyer yeah. side, but I've yeah. never been able to actually cross that barrier where I don't give a crap about what happens to these people. Yeah. And uh, you know, we had meetings. I can't go into detail. We just, we had a meeting today, and these are good people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is an unfortunate situation for them. I mean, and I'm not going to go into any details about the situation, but these are people who go to work every single day raise kids every single day um, with like their budget is like every, every, every week, every month, right. They don't have a lot of surplus to monkey yeah. around. And we were just talking about this and they, they hired us to do some work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we, you know, we, what we decided to do, we're, we're probably just going to end up rev- doing the work they hired us to do and then not build. Yeah. Um, I think that's the way to handle this appropriately. And it's just one of those where I don't. He just he's, he's almost don't feel right. You, yeah. I, did you feel like it they got screwed in your heart? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know how much we want to go into this, but no, I don't think we can. The, but the the county that was involved, the case that was involved, the prosecutor's office that was involved, just hearing what she had to sit through. I mean, it just it's frustrating, and that's when your heart you know goes out to them to say. Well, they've already dumped money into hiring a lawyer before, and now they want to. Now they want to switch horses, so to speak, and and try to get us to fix it. Yeah, it's like they need to fix this problem. But and it's, it's in a lot of ways, you know, it's we're joining so late. How much help can we give them? Well, and I, you know, here's another interesting thing. Let's talk about appeals for a second, and just say for a minute you end up charged with a crime. You go to trial, and you get convicted. Jury says guilty. Guilty, mm-hmm. right? So Guilty it's like, like the beginning of Superman. Guilty. Yep. Guilty. Um, anyway, then you're stuck with an – you can appeal. And I don't know if it's exactly understood what that means because yeah. – It's very misunderstood. It is not like you get to just say, I'm going to have another trial. It's like yeah, people come in and they want to say, oh, you know what, but I – this wasn't fair because I, I really was this. I'm not guilty. This is this is a bunch of crap, you know. And this person's now saying outside court that it was all they made it all up, and you know whatever it is. And I, I'm not unsympathetic to any of that, but when you get to an appeal, it doesn't matter. Yep. And it, it, the, the, that person that sits in the front of a court, you see them on TV, the court reporters, they they are writing down every word that's said in a trial. 
Yep. Um, so as they write it down, it, it's always sort of fascinating to me how quickly they can do it. Yeah. And now, have you been in a, a full blown trial yet, Jeff, with um, what they call real time? No, real time. Where on your screen, you can. Oh, you no, can, no. I haven't seen that yet. It's just like there. The judges have that, I think. Judges Frank have that. Yeah, in Frank County, they don't give it to us, but. Yeah. I forget where I was. I actually had that. It was a long time ago. Maybe in, maybe in Delaware. I don't that know. almost freaked me out a little bit. Like as I'm talking, I'm watching my words being typed out on a screen. It's a little distracting. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. But that person has taken down everything that's said. So if a witness is saying, oh, yeah, that guy did it over there. That's the man. Uh, or if they're saying, no, he didn't do it and somebody else did. All that's getting written down. And then like in L.A. Law or whatever, the legal show, you hear lawyers jump up and scream objection. That's where the money is on appeal. Right. Right. That's right. the money. Yeah. You don't get to go back and say, uh-uh, the jury just got it wrong. Now, you can sort of, but most of the time you don't get to say, they just screwed up. They, they should have done this instead of that. Yeah. Um, we got to listen for objections and then decide. And really what those objections are, it's like throwing a flag in football, and then they have the little conference, and yeah. they say, nope, the ruling on the field stands. Right. And that's what the appeals are about. So it's really limited by the time somebody right. gets to us on what we can do. And it's um, so troubling because – most of the time, the people that come in that want an appeal, you sit down, and the first thing they lead with is, my lawyer never asked this. My lawyer never called this person. Right. You know what I mean? And so they don't – they want a retrial. They want a, They want another chance, and that's not what the Court of Appeals is. You Literally, you get handed a book or you get handed some CD of a video of how this went down. Right. And that's it. You we get the get- transcript that reads like a play. Yep. You know, witness one, they identify him. This is officer uh, dipshit or whatever. You know, this is, this is the- we talked about trying not to cuss as much, but we've now made it what five minutes into the show. And I've already, I've already, cussed, you've already broken the rule. We're explicit for a reason, I guess. I suppose. So you get this, you get the cop who testifies and you get to read what he says and you hear these objections You do it all. Anyway, it's a long, arduous process, arduous. And at the end of the day, we have to write this brief, which is really just our version of why it was BS, what happened at trial, and there was all these wrong decisions. And then you know what you win at the end? So the the, the court of appeals says, yay, you win. (laughs) (laughs) What I get? Congratulations. What do I get? Door Door number one. You get a new trial. (laughs) You get to hire another lawyer. You get to start over, and you get to do it again, and hopefully right this time. But – no, that's the, that's the pain of the of the appellate process, and you just feel so ineffective. And that, I have always, over the years, I, I've just learned that you can't overpromise stuff. And man, how many how many attorneys out there? I, this happens to us all. It happens to me all the time. And I've just learned not to give a crap. I, it, it's like yeah. people come in here and they say, "Well, so and so said they'd do it for less." Oh yeah. And they said that they could do that. They're going to get this reversed. That this is error, and they can't do this, and they can't do that. And I'm just like, you know what? I used to just say, go hire that guy. Yeah. Or maybe even before that, I would say, well, I can do that too. And you sort of hesitate. Oh shit, I can't do that. I just never could do that. No, I can't do it either. You can't overpromise. Yeah. And then you get good people, and I get it. I know what they have done to earn their money, and overpromising in that scenario when people are in need. They will. They will sort of. They want the help. They they yeah. want the. They they. It's like you can't take advantage of yeah. that. And and that's where the ethical lines maybe aren't written in the rules of what we do. Yeah. But man, how do you sleep at night? I know. One thing that I learned early on, and this is true with anything in life. I mean, dealing with your relationships, dealing with your friends, dealing just doing business with your, your accountant. Set expectations. You know, and, and accurately setting expectations of what what is going to happen to the best of your ability 
is where you gain people's trust. And in the end, even if it doesn't work out, I think you have people's respect because you set the expectations properly. If you're yeah. just going to sell somebody by being a car salesman and running in there and saying it's going to be great and it's going to be ice cream and rainbows, well, yeah, it in the end, work. they're going to be PO'd. No, it just it just doesn't work. I mean, I wouldn't – look, I used, to, I used to bang nails for a living. I used to frame houses. I loved it. I loved it. You became a lawyer. Ugh. I, I know. It was so much fun, too. I could have – I love carpentry. Absolutely yeah. love it. And when you frame a house, you, you ever been on a construction site? Uh, you know me. I'm such a city boy. I don't know how to do anything. My, no. my wife knows. It. I, I put in a mailbox last weekend. Yeah. I actually put the, I did like a little post. You sent me digger. a picture. I saw, you, did, yeah. you had the postal diggers and I things? Did, I, Were you I sore had, in places that you never? My neighbor was nice enough to give me some sort of shovel that was sort of shaped like a, it was a real thin. A so spade. Like, it's yeah. called a spade, right? right? Yeah. See, that shows how much I know. Yeah. But I put it in, and you would have thought I'd build a house. I was so damn proud of that. Did you use concrete? I did not. You just shoved it in the dirt? I shoved it in the dirt. I packed it in well. I mean, I think it's solid. You had it's the whole dug. The week. I dug the hole, my, hole myself. How deep did you go? I did I, whatever the box said. So it was like 36 inches or whatever. I went deep. So you went down 36. Do you know why you had to do that? I mean, to keep it stable, I there's guess. A, there's right? a frost barrier. I think, oh, okay. I think around here it's 32 inches. There's probably construction guys listening and saying, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, right, right. But I think it's 32 inches. You go down 32 inches, now you're below the frost barrier, and you can pour concrete and do things, and it's more stable that way. If you build a footer your house, there's a there's – there Yeah, that's it. But I felt great, man. I sent you a picture. I sent Bill a picture. I kept uh, – my neighbors are laughing because all, all my neighbors know I can't fix anything. I can change the light bulbs maybe. But every time I'm out there with them, I'm like, hey, you guys see that mailbox out there? Man, that's a strap-looking mailbox. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I need a new mailbox. you got to come over and do mine. I want mine in concrete, though. So, But in construction, it's like you get to see this product happen. And you, you, you know, if I hire somebody to help me uh, – I hired a guy last year. I had my bathroom on my second floor was falling down, and I, I ripped it all apart, and I was had to reframe like half my second floor, and I just didn't have the time to devote to get it all done. And this guy comes out, and, I mean, it, he could see what needed to be done. You can put a price on what needs to be done, and you can do the work. But it's like it's a shell game in law. It's like you get yeah, you hire these right. shifty guys, and they're like, right. "Oh yeah, we'll do your appeal," and they don't even know what that. It's like, yeah, right. what does that mean? I don't yeah. even know what that means. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. So, but yeah, you got to get it. You got to get on a construction site. I know. I'd love to be that guy. I was. Uh, I had some interaction today with with a person that was had some background in farming, and I just looked at this guy like. That's the kind of guy I want to be. I want to be a fixer. I want to be a guy that's dirty at the end of the day, and I just want to be strong and have strong hands. And I'm just such a you, look at my hands, man. I got small hands. Yeah, well, I got big feet. The rest of me is okay. I swear. I don't know what they say about got, small hands and big feet. I know it, <laughs> it doesn't work. But hey, man, trust me. I'll show you. There's a <laughs> there's a there's a reason that you crave that. I think we as humans we yeah. crave to accomplish things. And this freaking job that we do often feels like you're accomplishing nothing. It is, the, and maybe yeah. that's like that. Lawyers are alcoholics. They're depressed. There's more yeah. suicide. It, it's yeah. all this because we accomplish. It feels like you accomplish nothing. At the end of today, what do we do? I worked my ass off all day. I can't remember one minute where I wasn't worried about something, tackling right. some problem, right. entering something, writing something, doing something, talking to somebody on the phone. I feel like I accomplished nothing. Yeah, when I, I was, the same way. This uh, farming. When I was banging nails, I, th- I would start with a hole in the ground. Yeah. And then you've got a foundation. It's very fulfilling. And yeah. then you've got uh, you got the the first uh, sill plates going on top of the foundation. And then you're going to put the 
the floor joists down, and then you're going to put the deck down. And it's all hard work. I mean, it's good, hard quality work. And when you come home, you're tired. You've expended lots of calories because you're yeah. actually doing something. Yeah. And you can look at what you did. Right. I mean, that's the. That's why I think we crave that as humans. We're missing that. I think I, I, that's. Maybe. I crave it, but I don't. I don't know how to do it. Like camping, I like. I want to do that too. I want to. I want to be a camper. I want to be a guy that just can go out and pitch a tent and. Oh, you don't know and how to fish and, and hunt. And we've talked about that before. I want all those things. I even read like books on it, or I'll watch. If I'm watching Netflix, I'm watching documentaries, or I'm watching Man vs. Wild, or I'm watching these guys that are just out there. They drop them somewhere and they survive. It's like I love that stuff, but maybe I love it because. I know I couldn't do it. You know what I mean? Oh, no, you love it because you crave it. You need it. You're yeah. reading about it because you need it. You want to do it. And this is, I mean, look, I did the same thing. I can, I, I, I could probably get most of a house done. I mean, I can't say I could do it all myself, but I could get most of it done. I know how to do the foundation. I know how to do the, or the framing. Right. I know how to do uh, most of the electrical work. I don't think I could get it to the pole or that kind of crap, but I could do most of it. Yeah. Um, because I just did it. I mean, I had a, a few right. years where that's what I did, and then I started to do it on my own on my own. I mean, look, when I'm bored of my house, I gut bathrooms and just start building stuff, right? <laughs> it's like it's therapeutic. But And then hunting was the same way. I, it, there was a time. What you just said so telling because there was a time I felt empty. I felt like yeah. I don't think that it's cool that if there was some sort of world disaster, I – I don't think it's cool that I wouldn't survive. I don't know how to right. go out and kill or do anything. I right. can't do any of it. Yeah. The and, joke in our family is Uncle Kevin. Uncle Kevin's my brother-in-law. And Kevin is Mr. Fix-It. I mean, he is on it. He can fix anything. We call him MacGyver. And it's like if if the stuff hits the fan, so to speak, it's like I'm I'm driving my butt down the porch. You're hitching your wagon to that guy, Kevin, right? Will, yeah. Kevin will take care of us. Yeah. And it's it's funny. You've got this whole population out there that the ivory tower folks – the lawyers and right. the fancy city slickers and the guys who wear ties. Shit, I mean, we're wearing ties right now, but it's like, well, you are anyway. It's um, they don't nobody. It's not only that they. I, I feel like a lot of times they the, people look down on it, um, but I think it's it's, and I think they probably do, but they're missing the joke. It's like the jokes on them. The yeah. jokes on the city slicker who's stressed out all day staring at a freaking right. computer screen. Yeah, you're right. So how do we gauge the happiness in the world? I mean, if are you happy staring at a computer screen and doing this kind of crap all day long, or how good do you feel after? I mean, even even those guys might come home on a weekend. Even the actually, I don't even know anymore. But you know, you see yeah. the guy in the office come home on a weekend at least mulch his own beds or, yeah. or bed. Yeah. It's like when you get done with that, that's far it more is a satisfying. Thing. I mean, and we have those satisfying feelings here some sometimes. I mean, when we I mean we've had those moments where we've had trial victories or we've just got a great resolution on the case. And we look at each other and smile and, you know, you have that like, wow, I really feel like I accomplished something today. But those are so few and far between. It's few and far between and it's not – we don't have the control to repeat it. It's not repeatable. Right. And this is like old maybe stoic philosophers, right? And it's almost like – I'm trying to compare it to your construction analogy you just had. It's like it's almost like, you know what, you got that, you got that project done in your house and literally when you bang the last nail in – a wall fell down on the other side of the house. It's like, right. that's what our job is a lot of times because we have that accomplishment, but then you come back to your desk and you go, Oh crap, I got 15 emails to respond to 15 calls and client. So-and-so has got this massive problem right. that needs help right now. And there's no appreciation for any of it. It's nope. endless. And it is that the happiness you got from that victory 
is fleeting. Yeah. It's not repeatable. Yeah. But if you're out building something, it's repeatable. Yeah. And you might come home. I'm not saying all those guys are happy. I mean, there's people who are unhappy all over, but it, it it's it's funny that we have tied happiness to financial success in a lot of ways. Like, oh, that guy's got it all. He's got his Mercedes. He's got his yeah. his, his pool in the backyard, and he's got all this stuff. Be freaking miserable. Yeah, <laughs> come home right. every night and pops depression meds. Yep, and uh, goes to sleep after five drinks and yeah. uh, wakes up with a headache and does it again. Yeah, but he can pay for that car. Yeah. I don't know what we're talking about here, but it's, I think we're on to something. We're definitely on to something. It's just I think we have to talk about it because this is you know, what what they're getting an insight into is a lot of stuff that we just sit and kick around at this hour of the day at 4 o'clock on a Friday. It's just – and that's why I think we you know created this organically. So we got to start talking about this stuff because I think it helps us for one thing because this does I, – I see this as very therapeutic. I, look, I think we both started looking forward to talking in the mic. I don't know if anyone's listening. We always say that, but – it's like getting these things off your chest is very therapeutic to me. Well, it is therapeutic, and I think there's some insight that we do gain here. And I don't mean to flush everything we do down the toilet either, right? Because when you get to – I guess if we would measure our job by helping others with problems, that's you've heard me say it a thousand times. Yeah. We don't take on cases. We take on problems. We're problem-solving attorneys. We get results for people. That's what we, that's what we strive to do. And then you then sort of shifted – your definition of success because look, it's like construction. If you say, Hey, look, I'm going to go build a basement in that bedrock over there. Like, you can't do it. <laughs> right? Ain't going to happen. Well, we have clients like that. Right. Too. They come in and say, look, yeah. I got caught with puke, crap and piss all over me. <laughs> I was behind the wheel. There were eight empties in the back seat. Yeah. And I was freaking wasted, man. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, all right. And all right. Now what, what do you want us to do for you? Well, I can't get convicted of drunk driving. Yeah, I can't <laughs> possibly be. I can't lose my license either. So if you can. So I can't get convicted of drunk driving. I can't lose my driver's license. If I do, if any of those horrible things happen to me, I'm going to lose my job. And then my wife's going to leave me and I'm going to be destitute because I just bought this new house that I can barely afford anyway. And I'll be on the street and I'll miserable. I'll probably just kill myself. Yeah. How, how much I, do you, how much do you want for legal fees? We take payments for that and. I could probably get you two fifty to start. I can pay you fifty bucks a month, <laughs> right? It's like that's that's the crap that we hear. This is the Star Trek no win scenario. No win scenario. But it, it's like that. That is the that's the down. That's sort of like the depressing side of it. But then you get to help them, mm-hmm. right? So we become sort of pseudo therapists. We become pseudo lawyers. We become their confidants, or we become their yeah. their cheerleaders. Whatever it is, and we sort of shift it around. Yeah. Right. It's like, all right, well, maybe you can do this. Or what do you do for a living? Let's talk about that. Because I had yeah. somebody else who was a uh, whatever you do, and that person didn't lose their job. And, yeah. you know, maybe because I think people have these problems. It feels like the world is raining crap on their heads, right? <laughs> it's yeah. like, this sucks. I can't survive. Well, you can see why we get to the position we get in because in a lot of ways, and maybe it's like a doctor. I'm sure there's other professions that experience this. But the people that come through our doors that we get to sit down with a lot of times have – what they see is maybe the, one of the biggest problems they've ever had in their life, you know, and they need to fix this problem and how it's going to impact their jobs, how it's going to impact their family, how it's going to impact, you know, whatever it is. It's like a lot of times when they're sitting here, they never thought they would sit in a lawyer's office and need to pay for advice. Right. And not only that, the outcome, depending on what that lawyer does is not, Oh, I'm going to lose money in the divorce. Oh, my bankruptcy isn't going to go correctly. It's, I could go to jail. I could go to jail. And, and look, I don't mean to downplay jail at all, but, the more realistic scenario for most people is 
I'm going to go broke. I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to lose my wife. I'm going to lose my life. It's like yeah. life, as you know, is going to change. You get people's heads around that. Yeah, it might. Because uh, yeah. look, I mean, I don't candy coat anything, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there is this. It's like if you came, if you're coming here to feel warm and fuzzy about an unsolvable problem, well, that's not. Maybe you'll feel better about it when you leave here because we're going to yeah. at least be honest about what yeah. you're dealing with. Yeah. Because look, it's bedrock. It's basement and bedrock. You know, sometimes that's what it is. So what do you do? Well, maybe you can't build your basement here. Yeah. But we can go over here and build it. And yeah. maybe why don't we why don't we try a different approach here and build a deck on top of that instead of the basement? Yeah. Anyway, that's the that's a thing. But I want to get back to hunting. Because right. we I'll got we got spring gobbler, spring turkey yeah. hunting's coming right up. But the, I really need some back straps this year from some turkeys. We got a long some time. back straps from from turkey. Oh, yeah, oh you get your, yeah, you can eat a turkey back strap that all you was, want, but you're going to starve. <laughs> that was that was a Friday comment right. when your brain is shutting gobble, down. Gobble. All right, so when's deer season for starters? I missed it, but when uh, is next year? It'd be Octoberish. October. So yeah, when's October turkey one. season? Uh, turkey's. I told you I'm not a hunter and I'm not a. It usually comes in around. I don't know the exact date. It'll be coming in April. Um, All right. Now, what you've you've eaten wild turkeys? Yeah, it's not the most it's not good. The tasty. It's not what you meat. get on Thanksgiving Day. It does not taste like your Thanksgiving bird. No. Okay. Why is that? Because they eat worms and dirt and bugs. I guess. So the yeah. turkeys we get are they just sitting in a farm? Well, this is bed? yeah. This is like your buddy, your farmer buddy. Told you about the GMOs. They, they inject it full of stuff. They make it nice and they fluffy, and they great. give it great food, so it gets fat. Okay. But this notion of going – this is this is where I was a few years ago. This notion that if, if we had the zombie apocalypse, I would starve. Yeah. Because I can't go out and kill something and eat it. I could fish, I guess. I was, I've always fished my whole life. But to be able to go out into the woods alone, completely alone, stalk your prey, kill it with some tool that you have created right. or purchased or whatever it is, and then deal with it. Process it. Yeah. Make it so you can put it in your mouth and survive, so you can eat it and survive. That's a very therapeutic thing. It's sort of like building your own house. I mean, you right. get done with that, and you're like, damn, that feels good. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. It's like, I can do that. Yeah. And it's 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 like we've got to get back to, to that stuff where – People are quit worrying about their freaking cars or their what they have here or what yeah. whose house is bigger. I mean, it's like we all do it, but man, after a while, yeah, the happiness is, is, is the happiest I've been is not when I have all that stuff. So I'm sitting out in the woods with just like one thing, like maybe a gun and freezing my ass off. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a thing I've done. I grew up. My my dad was a big hunter. Um, we had guns in our household. You know what I mean? We we had. I remember, I mean, I remember fish fries. I remember dad bringing home a rabbit and doing rabbit noodles. And it was just, oh my gosh, it was so good. But, um, I, I haven't done it recently, but there's something to be said for somebody experiencing that, the killing an animal. What I think is lost big time in our society. And I've talked to my kids about this and people have different opinions about whether or not you should kill animals, but it's like that, that same person will you know, go to the supermarket and grab meat off the shelf. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, I mean, there is that connection to nature, to the environment, to the way it used to be. That if you're going to have this meal and feed your family, get that protein, you're doing it from start to finish. Yeah, it's an accomplishment that you can't. It's an accomplishment that pays you back in more ways than just having food. I yeah, mean, it, it's yeah. it just it pays you back in more ways than just having food. And then you get this whole faction of our world, our society now. It just doesn't do it, yeah, or, or even understand it, or even appreciate it, or say that 
well, that guy's just a hick, or he's just that, or I don't have to kill my food, I can buy it. Yeah. Like, I don't know what they're I, – I guess to, to each his own or to each her own. I'm not – look, if you're if you're a vegetarian or even if you eat meat and you're against uh, the way we, we do this, so be it. But yeah. all I can say is what I like to do, and there is nothing better than yeah. going through that process on your own and getting to your freezer and knowing – damn i did all that yeah and i'm gonna yeah. eat it this winter right i mean that's a, that's a great I've got feeling two people i know that are vegan now because of that netflix show i don't even know what it's called yeah, it's not forks know. over knives or whatever it is yeah that basically says we shouldn't be eating meat and we're i saw some of that crap but i haven't what? watched it yet i'm gonna keep eating meat i like i mean i, I can't imagine passing up meat it's a big part of my my world yeah. Uh, you know, my buddy, my buddy Jay always points. He's like, see, we got these things right here. And he's always putting his finger in his mouth. He's like, we got these that are fangs. And that's the incisors. Meat. Right. That's, that's yeah. why we have those things. Yeah. And then there's probably other people that say, no, we're meant to be vegetarian. Well, that's what that Netflix special is. I haven't yeah. watched the whole thing, but I think that's what it go, it gets at. It gets at uh, that we're, we weren't designed to eat meat. But Well, I've never been sick from eating just meat that well, I know I think of. Oh, we we got to research this before we start talking about it. But uh, what do we know? I think <laughs> I research think uh, we got we got the internet. I think it's the I think it's the long term stuff. I think that they're linking cancers and different diseases and illnesses. I mean, listen, to listen. The, this is, I I get it. Maybe you'll get cancer because we're eating cows. All right. Yeah. The people that are telling me this crap are drinking out of their plastic water bottles while they're telling it to me. Right. And ignoring completely that that is a huge carcinogen, or at least if you buy one, you got to at least buy the other. Well, they have they have special, like what is it, BPA? They have non you know BPA bottles or whatever now that don't. I'm sure the Walmart ones are, are non BPA. Yeah. The seventy nine cents for <laughs> oh, two dozen. Oh, the souls or whatever. I don't know what the hell they are, yeah. but so those people are drinking that, or they're sipping their twenty dollar glass of wine at the same time. They're telling me my yeah. hunting practices are going to yeah. give me cancer. And no one—they well, ignoring mean, completely that alcohol is a carcinogen. Yeah, I, I, I could walk out of here and get hit by a bus. It's just like there's things that it, you cannot avoid in our society, and it is—it is what it is. Well, and I guess yeah. it goes back to what that conversation we had had today about being happy and just trying to—I don't even remember how you put it, but it was—it it was eloquent. I liked it. About I'm just gonna everybody. I can see them coming from a mile away. Those people that are just unhappy, depressed. I was in a court today that I felt that way. I just felt the, just the darkness in the, in, in the room. And it's just like, you know, maybe you just got to make the decision. Whatever my day comes, I'm going to enjoy my day. I'm going to be happy because there's another fun. day on earth. I'm yeah. going to have fun today. It's like, screw it. Yeah. You can see, you're right. You can see them coming up. If you go to work, if you get up in the day and say, I'm going to be happy, even if your spouse, your kids, or whoever else is being a miserable, rotten, awful, just miserable. Well, that would never happen with our spouses. Right? Yeah, never, never, never. Yeah. But if you just – you can see that and just say, I can be part of that. <laughs> right. That ain't on my it's plate today. Of, it's like easier said than done. You know what I mean? It is and it isn't. It's easy to get sucked into it. But once you start recognizing that pattern, I mean, really, it's like – what? it's simple, right? If if that person's miserable – now, if they get up and kick you in the nuts and punch you in the nose, <laughs> I mean, you're going to be freaking miserable, right? But <laughs> – on the well, there's hand. a commercial about that, right? About being happy no matter what. I think there's some commercial where somebody's like, like they're at their their office and they spill you know juice all down the front of themselves, and they're just like, yeah, yeah oh, that there is right, <laughs> yeah, spill the juice. Well, I mean, it's like you can see that though. If if I come in here and I look around, I can I can sense the mood. And you know what else is true? 
I know that when I'm being an asshole around here and I'm miserable and I'm having a bad day, it's like, it's endemic, man. The whole place sucks. Yeah. It's like, yeah. so I'm not doing it anymore. I'm coming in I'm like, screw it. I'm going to be happy. Yeah. You guys aren't happy. Well, you can go off on your own boat. I'm staying right here. Yeah. And you can, and when people come into that little mix of yours, not only can I see it coming yeah. a mile away, I, and I don't want to say I have the power. But I, if if we are happy, if I'm happy, I can often influence somebody else. Well, my back wife and I have this world. conversation all the time. She can usually tell. I mean, without me saying a word, the moment I come through the door, you know, she's been at times. She's told me she's like, you know, I had a pretty good day. You know, I was happy with the kids. It's Friday. You know, we're gonna maybe watch a little movie here with the kids, and I can just tell the moment you came through the door, it took the wind out of my sails. You know what I mean? It's like. Well, it happens. That's happens. partly her fault, and, and, and vice versa, and partly you your fault. I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, like, you guys are both responsible but I like, for that. I like that we're recognizing it. We have to, right? And, and say, hey, I'm going to compartmentalize. I mean, you're right. I'm going to compartmentalize. I'm going to I'm going to close that door of my life, and I'm going to enjoy my family now. You know what I mean? Well, we all have some escape, right? Some I don't know if meditate. I can just be happy all the time. I can try to think it, but it, well, you have oh, to. There's man. there's there's always a path. Yeah. There's always a path to – you have to start thinking about, all right, how bad really was it today or what what really is going on? It's not like oh, well, you know, that's I, right. I'm still that's sucking right. air. I'm still driving yeah. here. I'm doing this. Right. I can still hunt this fall. And if I, gotta, I couldn't, I, I, gotta, I still have those other experiences. I mean there's – Yep. I got a close friend that fell ill this week um, and those are the times you think about it too. You start thinking what's important. Yep. Is this fancy car or what, what? what's it all about? And then once you start, once I started on this path – it's like I look around and the world's better. It's like everybody's a little bit happier around me too. And I yeah. think that's because I'm recognizing it. And this is, I'm talking about my kids. is mainly my kids, right? So yeah. if I'm a grumpy asshole when I come home, it's like, yeah. all right, game on. We're going to be miserable. Yep. You know, we're fighting about you didn't clean the room. We're fighting about you didn't no, do I've this. Who's making the dinner? Who's doing the dishes? I mean, then it's miserable. Yeah. But if you just – if you get that sort of – if you get that that response back from who, the people around you, and you can tell what it is. It's that it's that specter of shit coming at you. Mm-hmm. Then you have a choice on how you're going to deal with it. Yep. You have a choice. And often my response to that can change what they're doing. Yep. And that's what we all have to understand. Now, when my kids are old enough to understand that on their own, maybe they'll do the same thing. But anyway, it's uh, – Is that back to that pro- projecting concept? Projecting, right. We're projecting happiness. Yeah. Yeah. And we're criminal defense lawyers. Who the hell can say that? None. Like who no is one. really saying that? No one. And it's really just about being honest. Like the clients we were just talking about, circling yeah. right back. It's yeah. like the clients we were just talking about. We were honest with them about yeah. what their expectations expectations should be, what they shouldn't be. And I didn't say, look, you're you're awful people for even being charged with crimes in the first place, or yeah. you're. You know, what are you thinking doing this or beating him up and then trying to scare him into saying, if you don't hire us, you're going to have to, yeah. you're going to go to prison for sure or whatever the hell the situation is. But it's like, we were honest with them. I have no anxiety right now about it. Yeah. Right? We were just yeah. honest. Like, look, here's how I see your problem. I don't know if I, I don't know if I can help you or not, but we'll try. And it's yeah. the process that you're hiring us for. And then, then, then all I think as criminal defense lawyers, it's the over promising that causes yeah. people the most stress because as soon as you overpromise, it's a problem for everyone. Then you're you're creating for yourself in somebody else an expectation that you know you can't meet. And if you live with that every single day that you're interacting with that individual, 
you're just in for a, a world of crap, eat right? You up. Right. Yeah. It'll, it'll eat you alive. Yeah. So, what can anybody take away from this? I have no idea. I have no idea, but it's fun. We just keep cranking them out. What are you, you doing this weekend? Uh, you know, we've got some. I got some buddies coming over. We're gonna play some cards. We're gonna uh, hang out. I just, I, you know, I, I don't do much. I like being home on the weekends anymore. I don't. I don't uh, do a whole lot. Too. What about you? What are you doing? I don't know. I'm definitely gonna. I got a, a buddy in the hospital that we're hoping get pulls through, um, and we're gonna go see him, visit him, play with the kids a little bit. I've got. This goes back to our construction. I've got some some boxes that I'm going to set up for. I'm going to start doing my my garden again. So I got these four sort of five by five above raised bed things that I'm putting together. I'm just finding space in the backyard for. It, but I love gardening, man. What do you? What, what are they made of? Wood, plastic. So I got these from Costco. You're going to get cancer. You can't use plastic yeah, boxes to grow your food. You might, as well, you might as well just put. Uh, I was happy because I was like, oh, the, the last time I built you know, wood wood squares, it, it just rot. I mean, I, you're not supposed to get the tempered wood because. Uh, yeah, well, the treated, like, the womanized the treat, wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you, that's arsenic or whatever the hell is. Yeah. But yeah, no, well, you're screwed. Neighbor, <laughs> yeah, so I. You, yeah, can't, I you can't grow food in plastic. You can't grow food in wood. If you just put in the dirt, I mean, who knows what's left over from the construction debris? Yeah, that's true. You might as well just go to Kroger. Yeah, just go to I just like I like the thought of my kids seeing sort of you know this seed to grow. Oh, dude, I'm just joking. It's awesome. Dude. I mean, I think I think growing your own food, but I am probably putting cancer in, into my household. I don't know, but I think yeah, anything yeah, we yeah. the suit I'm wearing is probably doing something to my skin. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's all coming out sooner or later. But no, that's a that's a great weekend activity. You're not gonna have the weather for it, but I'm not. But I'm gonna get them. I'm gonna start getting them set up. I'm excited for it. I loved. Uh, tomatoes and hot peppers and all that stuff you know it's funny but all the stuff you asked me what i'm doing this weekend the one thing i didn't mention was work but i'm gonna be here tomorrow yeah, morning at like seven in the work. morning we got working. a trial coming up we got right? a trial i forgot all yeah. about that see i'm happy but you still gotta do that i still gotta do that now. yeah yeah we got some i guess approach that from a fun perspective because that's a trial that we believe will end up a success for our client yeah that's, that's so you that's can either a, that's one of those trials that you feel good about being a lawyer because we're not going to talk about the case, but you're right on this one. I feel like we're right on this one. And I feel like we have an angle that most people wouldn't have seen. Yeah. They wouldn't have seen this. And when you, when we boil it down to brass tacks, it's a bunch of BS, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, that's sort of, that's, that's the argument to the fact finder, whether it's a judge jury, it's like, it's like uh, Joe, it's Joe Pesci, right? My cousin. It's Vinny. my cousin. That's, that's where I was Bullshit. going. Bullshit. <laughs> Everything that guy just said. Objection. His <laughs> right. entire opening statement is argument. <laughs> that's stricken from the record. Yeah. All right. Well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but if you boil this thing down to brass tacks, it's a bunch of BS, right? That's the argument. And I think it works in this case. So I will be working. Um, I'll be working in the morning. I'm going to get my dog out, and he's going to go romping with me for uh, a little bit in the afternoon. I'm going to make some. I'm going to make some white chili, white chicken oh, chili. Man, I love that. I uh, so I'm going to do that, and then uh, that's about all. Our boy all. Jared, man, our boy Jared made a white chili one time that blew my socks off. We're going to have a Jared. Is Jared doing it? He's going to come in. Yeah, he's going to come in here one of these days. No, he's well, not. Well, Jared's going to come on here, but man, he's got to make some more of that. I don't know how he. But see, his white chili that day, I suspect it's going to be one of those responses like, "Well, I don't know how I did it." Uh, you know yeah, what I mean? Just, I just say. make it. I just do it. He just you makes know what it. I mean? yeah. Yeah. He's, well, it's 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 art in a lot of it ways. Is, it so. is. Anyway, that's the weekend, or that's the week wrap-up. Yep. Uh, we should say this. Soon, soon, there's a portal. If not now, there's a portal on the webpage that people will 
well, email questions oh, okay, that cool. can be answered. We do the free legal advice, as you yeah. know, but I'm maybe not everybody knows that. So, 997 Wednesdays. 997 Wednesdays. That's in Columbus. I think you can get online, too. You can listen you can online. listen online. Maybe that's so if you're in California on Wednesdays, you have to do – I don't have my time zone map with me here, but if you do the, if you do the calculating – you can just get log on and listen to us online on Wednesdays on 99.7 The Blitz doing phone-in legal advice. Um, but we're going to carry that over. We're going to start talking about it here, too, and through texting, through emails, through some interaction and technology that I don't even know about yet. So it's yeah. all going to happen. Um, and I, I think what we'll do every week, there'll be some – at some point – there will be some question and answer. We're going to force people to listen to what we have to say for a while before they get their question read. But we'll get to it. So until then, though, this is lawyer talk off the record uh, but on the air until now.